0: All right, part two of our DC Comics shows catch up. Redux, whatever you want to call it. Kevin Miller's doing The job. boys are back in town. <laughs> yeah, how's, how's it going, man? Good to see you again.
1: Not bad, not bad.
0: And we're just going to slide right into it. For part one, we were talking Supergirl and Flash, and now we are going to discuss Arrow and Legends and then the big old crossover. So we're going to slide right into the Wednesday night show. Arrow. And I, I, I just want to say that for all of the stands who went really let's just say it they went butthurt last year over (laughs) over what was admittedly a not great season four of arrow To, to go so far as to take the like the arrow reddit and turn it into a daredevil reddit because you're upset about what they did and yes they made some poor choices and yes you know they never should have killed off the black canary in favor of the the, the romance which i quite frankly people are really oh, blowing out of proportion
1: but that's um, right it's interesting where you get this crossover yeah. between like uh, the soap opera and the superhero show that somehow mix together in a yeah. way that makes people just fucking rabid
0: <laughs> i know and it's just uh, it's, it's it's insane but you know through all of that. There was one voice, Miller, one lone voice who, who spoke with a Canadian accent and owned a podcast up in up in southern Ontario who well, said, Who's that? It was, it was me. I told everyone. <laughs> oh, okay. to calm the <laughs> I told everyone calm the F down. They'll 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 pull calm it back. Calm down you hosers. Yeah, they'll pull it back in in
1: in season five and by God, sit they down, did. take a breather, have a couple sips of water and calm your ass down.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Like, just shift back to neutral. Like, there's no reason. Grab some, grab some you know, little syrup on your waffles and just shift back to neutral because yep. they'll get it back in season five. And, and by God, they have because the first half of season five. has. Take
1: been a back. nice relaxing sit on your Adirondack chair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that a strictly
0: Canadian thing? I don't know. If it, is, if it isn't, they know about it now. Get away uh, to
1: the Skokas for a few minutes. <laughs> all right, I'm done.
0: Anyway, a- Arrow season 5 it's been fantastic. I don't know how do you feel about it?
1: Generally pretty well. Yeah. I, I again had my uh, issues with uh fourth season that you uh you put into words much better than I could. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, and of course I don't follow like the reddits and the shipping and all that, but i would see you know, the memes and shit on Instagram yeah. and whatnot. Um and, you know, I talk to you about it, and occasionally I see uh, our friend KB talk about it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not up to date on how everyone is upset about it week to week, necessarily. Um, but I, I've generally enjoyed it. I even am not minding, like, the flashback the stuff. The flashbacks
0: this have been the best since Season 2, because Season 3 was... I remember not very great either. Because season, season three, two
1: was hit and miss. Actually, season three
0: was all the stuff in China that just wasn't very. Oh good. yeah, that's
1: right. And Jesus. Then,
0: and then season four, which
1: was, sucks because it was prime Amanda Waller.
0: Yeah, and season four was just a, a, an yeah. absolute train wreck. But like okay. the flashback stuff with with Anatoly as as KG Beast and his his rise through the bratva, to meeting this Konstantin Kovar guy played by Dolph motherfucking Lundgren just...
1: Masterstroke? <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, they haven't gone to it in the last couple episodes. Like, they didn't flashback in this one, and obviously they didn't have time for the flashback in...
1: Well, and I mean, it would have been super mm-hmm. easy. I mean, not easy necessarily. It would have been enough, let's say, mm-hmm. to put Dolph Lundgren in that role yeah. and be like, hey, everyone, he's a Russian guy. It's Dolph Lundgren. Do you get it? Yeah. <laughs> but he's actually pretty menacing as that character.
0: Oh, yeah, he's... <laughs> Well, the dirty little secret about Dolph Lundgren is he's always been fun, right? And it's just because every when you think Dolph Lundgren, you yeah. immediately go to
1: Drago, yeah, to I must
0: break you, <laughs> and and just yeah, and just Drago, and and maybe even to a lesser extent the Dolph Lundgren Punisher, <laughs> which was just oh yeah, not, you know nonsense, but I mean the flashbacks, like like I just I remember in seasons three and four when they when it, it made that whoosh noise and you knew we were heading back to the flashback and it was just like oh god and any anytime the flashback started in season four i was just like christ how much time do we have to spend yeah here, exactly right?
1: and it was just can we get back to star city please? yeah
0: it was, oh god it, it, but now I, I get the excitement that i had in seasons one and two when it was like oh my god we're gonna get to see deathstroke and stuff like that in in, in seasons two when they did the mm-hmm. flashback, and, and when it, it happens now, it's like, oh my god, we're going to get to see uh, Dolph Lundgren, and it was just... It,
1: it, yeah, it, when it, I said earlier that season two flashbacks were hit and miss for me, is because I really didn't care for the uh, Oliver Slade uh, shadow love triangle crap. Yeah, but uh, when they got him on the Mirakuru and everything after that, like, and they kind of split up the team, like that was I was all good after that. Yeah, like stuff. On but, the and boat, unfortunately, it, it took good. kind of Shadow dying for me to be okay with that. Mm-hmm.
0: And like the stuff on the boat was good, right? And, yeah, the well, stuff on and, the
1: boat was and, great.
0: Yeah, and and just yeah, really good. It's just, yeah that that the time they spent in China and the time where he's.
1: Although the thing about the no. boat kind of pissed me off because it was like Doctor Ivo's boat, and the boat was yeah. called Amazo, and I'm like, oh, come on, <laughs> yeah. <But you> <laughs> like, a that's not even that's not yeah. even a good cameo. <laughs> <laughs> that's true.
0: Well, but you know, you never know. It might be uh, they could always shoehorn uh, shoehorn him into Amazo into one of these. Although you wouldn't really put him in uh, Arrow.
1: Well, yeah. Well, no, but you know where it would work <laughs> is Earth 38.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Earth
1: 38, I've <laughs>
0: with the Supergirl. Yeah. Exactly. So, we we open this season with the fallout of like they, they 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 started Arrow season five basically
1: picking literally in the fallout.
0: <laughs> yeah, in in the fallout, and also picking up the pieces of the of the, the fallout that they created of angering a lot of the fans of the show with, with the goings on that transpired in, in season four. Yeah. And well,
1: you got the idea that they needed to do a big about face in a lot of arenas. Yes.
0: And, and they immediately did in, in, in some of those regards, I thought, Mm -hmm. and it just, I I mean, I've loved a lot of the choices that they, that they've made bringing in the whole, you know, team arrow thing. I kind of go in and out on, on the team arrow, um, let me just ask you, what are you what are your thoughts on, on the team arrow that they've assembled so far?
1: Well, I would like to see them be competent, but I imagine that will come at the end of the season as it did previously when we had like Thea introduced to the team and Roy introduced to the team and so on. Um but I I I'm desperate to see more of uh, Mr. Terrific whenever we can. Yeah. <laughs> um you know, specifically running... when they call him Mr. Terrific, he's got the T-shaped mask, he's got the Fair Play jacket. Like, yes. Oh, that
0: so... God, I want that jacket so bad. When they like were looking at him and they were like, that jacket is like low-key retro or something. He's like, yeah. like yes, it is!
1: And it's <laughs> yes, awesome! Yes, that's that's the point. <laughs>
0: oh, God, it was so
1: good. Well, <laughs> very much. And he's like, oh yeah, it used to be worn when uh, this wrestler in the 70s used to get in the ring and they called him Mr. Terrific. <laughs> you know, yeah. Like... <laughs>
0: Oh, good. Oh, i Just riveted on yeah,
1: style from this ancient wrestler. Yeah,
0: he just goes out there with the T, with the big T on his face, and, and just like, although they put, they gave him the cornrows, which is, you know, the running joke amongst uh, a, lo- a lot of the Twitter fans. This oh, yeah, is, no, I like,
1: saw it as well. His superpowers, his ability to do his hair in like 45 seconds. Exactly,
0: like, I, although somebody had the best uh, lines, because somebody on Twitter was like, who's braiding his you know, who's cornrowing yeah. his hair before he goes out and taking it out before he's missions, and then someone answered, Barry? <laughs> and then it was like, oh, <laughs> right. It was like that one Oh Oh god, it was. It was. Have they like, met. <laughs> yeah, but I. Well, they met in the uh, in the crossover. If they hadn't. That's right. They did briefly,
1: that, I think. Uh, mm-hmm. Um.
0: Yeah, just the Mister Terrific stuff has all been has, has all been fantastic. I just oh my god, I, I just wanted to get the T sphere so badly. Just any time. Well, he's on yeah,
1: well, and I mean, there's stuff that happened in the most recent episode that I'm like, oh man, we know that you've got like this powerful medical technology. Like, lean on it now.
0: Yeah. And we did see the t spheres briefly in Season 4 when Felicity was doing like a walkthrough of his thing and she goes like, what's this thing? And he goes, don't touch it! It's definitely not stable yet, right?
1: Yeah, and yeah, exactly. The and I was just like... <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I would love to see these characters become more effective mm-hmm. in that way where it's like, okay, well, now they're kind of on their own. They're done like the basic training and now they can kind of get their own sort of themes going. Mm-hmm. So what do you and... feel...
0: Uh, how do you feel about what they're doing with uh, Artemis?
1: Um, I don't know how I feel about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know; it's too soon to tell because, as far as I'm, as far as I can recall, we don't really have her side on it. Like she hasn't explained her motivation to anyone, mm-hmm. at least in a satisfactory way. I certainly hope there's a more satisfactory explanation. Yes, because as far as we can tell, like you know, she was kind of lost on Oliver ever since the, you know, revelation that he was this murderer in season one, which is what this is all sort of relating back to. So it feels very on point for her to join Prometheus for that specific reason, because that's exactly the reason that he exists as far as I can tell so far. Um, but that's not enough of a reason for her to just be like, guess I'm evil now and also a killer. <laughs> yeah. I, I not like it, to be like, I don't trust you because you were a killer, and so now I'm a killer, and I'm working with another serial killer? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> that's that's really a weird leap to take.
0: Yeah, it was, it's, it's a little... It makes a lot
1: more sense to be like, oh, you were a serial killer years ago? Well, then I quit. <laughs> Instead of like, you were a serial killer years ago, so I don't trust you anymore. Instead, I trust this other serial killer.
0: <laughs> yeah. That... Who's
1: doing it now? For some reason, that <laughs> seems better to me. What? Why? <laughs> So I don't know. I, I I I don't hate it, but I definitely want a better explanation. <laughs> yeah, you 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 hit the nail on the head
0: there for me with the uh, the whole oh he you know, like, the hypocrisy of it. Yeah, all. exactly of the, the the hypocrisy surrounding that character. So hopefully that gets it. You know, we get a little better explanation on that. This is also a really off brand version of Artemis because Artemis usually in the comic books is like uh, sometimes the Huntress's daughter, I believe in. Uh, Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm. I'm not sure how they did her in Young Justice or whatever. I know she was in Young Justice, but uh,
1: I honestly don't remember that much about her from Young Justice. I know that she is there, but I don't think yeah. they explain like you know how she relates to other characters.
0: I just I feel like she's gonna come back around this Rene Ramirez version of the Wild Dog that they've got.
1: I'm not familiar with either the the, the hero or the character, so well, this was all new to me.
0: Wild Dog, like, the look is dead nuts on with the hockey mask and the sweater with the dog on it and the fact that he's using guns. Um, this guy, I believe, was created back in the 80s, and they just haven't used him a lot, but it is definitely a character, and the character, obviously, in the 80s was a white dude, and I think his name was Jack Wheeler. But, like... sure. <laughs> So they, they changed him where he's Hispanic and he's this guy, Rene Ramirez. And it's like, sure, whatever. Um, I feel like we're getting a little too much of him.
1: Yeah. And well, I mean, he's the, he's been the one sort of with a personality so far, right? True. It's like him and Curtis as the counterpoint. And we haven't got much of Evelyn and hopefully we will now because mm-hmm. now she's got something interesting about her, which is that she's a filthy traitor. Um, and I don't think that we've seen the deaths of uh, this Rory guy either. The
0: Ragman, one of the original, the one of the original Jewish superheroes that DC had, and, and Ragtime, and, and they leaned heavily into into his the, the fact that he's Jewish on the show too, because he's always they do,
1: which the, is great. Stuff. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, yeah, that character was created back in the '70s as well. the the The, the Ragman character, I mean, they haven't used him as much. Now, there just,
1: was something about that, because there was the uh, the thing that they brought up in, I think, the uh, crossover, which was like the Kabbalah, the uh, the study of the, the Jewish numerology system. Yes.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, that, that was really, uh, really poignant. Because, I mean, like, it used to come from the comic book, uh, I think it was called Gollum or something, because... Uh,
1: okay, what, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> which
0: make, obviously makes sense for, uh, for like, uh, you know, yeah, Jewish... I don't want to say folklore,
1: but... Uh, that, that's pretty appropriate. Culture. <laughs> yeah, culture. It's a for, cultural thing here. Yeah, for
0: lack of a better term. <laughs> right? I'm, uh, yeah,
1: I don't, I don't... Yes, none of us are trying to be offensive here, and I feel like we're mincing our words.
0: <laughs> exactly. I'm being a little too PC. Uh, but, yeah, I, I've enjoyed Ragman. I wish he was getting a little more screen time, though, because they basically did... They, like, they had the really good stuff with him where um, he explained that his family died and, well, everybody died in, in the Havenbrook explosion and Felicity, yeah. you know, blamed herself because she directed the missile there in season four. Right. And, and you know, the, 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 the rag suit. That's
1: why I they made that go. joke earlier. They're literally dealing with the fallout of the last season. <laughs>
0: exactly, yeah. And, but basically once he forgave Felicity, he, he really got pushed to the to to the back of the bus there right like they
1: just, Well and that's what like, I'm seeing I hope that we get more of him because yeah. I don't think like hey you caused Haven Rock and okay I forgive you I don't think that's the end of that no <laughs> like no Felicity it's not quite that simple not, you know not only do you not get to be forgiven that easily but I imagine this is a character who has some you know whether he's paying attention or not because he seems actively like he's repressive if he's hanging out with Felicity at all like, we know from watching these shows that like, characters who say they're okay generally aren't. <laughs> yeah. It's... And and I, I expect to see some. Uh, I mean, hopefully he'll have some of these like you know Oscar real type scenes where he gets to act his heart out. And uh, I, I I look forward to him explaining his situation a bit more as well.
0: Yeah, I agree. I mean, the wild dog pull though, like I'm I, like that is a deep cut, I gotta tell you, because he had, like, a two-year run in the 80s, and then that was it.
1: Well, yeah, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I felt like I was, you know, if I'm forgetting something about, like, the DC, no, I would never, apparently, like, if he had, like, a two-year run, like, that's, that's, like, you know, pulling from our F list.
0: It's just, like, the (laughs) only reason I remember him is because his costume was so crazy like he had the hot he had the goal like the 1980s goalie mask on like he was casey jones and i was
1: gonna say so is casey jones based on him the same way that ninja turtles base a lot of stuff on heroes of the time it's
0: possible because uh I, i'm not sure what the timeline is on that though because uh, like the turtles were in the 80s right because remember the turtles started out as like a stupid dark like act like comic on on i think that was under the dark horse label like it was like like the ninja turtles were like murdering people yeah
1: it was on like dark horse i think it was before image but uh yeah yeah, i think dark horse but it was very much like it was dark and gritty but Mm -hmm. also like a parody of like daredevil and stuff like that right true
0: and and Yeah,
1: and that's what I mean. Like, it it wouldn't surprise me if they're like, hey, Casey Jones, he's a guy who has a hockey mask and he beats people with a hockey stick. Get it? And people will now, like, people since, like, Wild Dog didn't take off are like, no, we don't get it. It's Casey Jones. Yeah. Well, it's
0: just as far as
1: we know, he's the original. (laughs)
0: Like, look up the original Wild Dog cover because I'm looking at it right now. It's fantastic because I remember seeing that cover like the original one for this is wild dog and wild dog number one. And you just see it. And the costume the kid's wearing in the show is just dead nuts on, which is why it was so, uh, it, it's the, really the most memorable thing about the character. And when, when you saw him in that first episode and he was doing the thing where he was like, I'm disconnecting this bomb or whatever. And it was just like, Oh yeah. No, I'm looking stood, at
1: it right now. Yeah, that's right. <laughs>
0: yeah. And he stood up and he had like the dog sweater and I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> <Right>? like, what? <laughs> what a deep cut that was like uh, absolutely yeah if you get a chance google that the 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 cover for wild dog number one it'll blow your mind it's great stuff
1: um man you come straight out of a comic book
0: (laughs) absolutely i they've introduced a lot of lot of stuff going on and so they had um the guy from uh the walking dead even though i i I don't really watch the, watch the Walking Dead, but I know he was on The Walking Dead.
1: I wouldn't um, even be able to recognize anyone unless it was Norman Reedus or <laughs> or uh, what's his name? Well, it was uh, the guy who,
0: played, who was playing Tobias Church for the first half of the season. Uh, oh, okay. Jack okay. Coleman, who was a lot of fun and very Yeah,
1: well, I was going to say, like that's one of the ways that this, imme- this season immediately brought me back, Right. Because it was like, okay, well, what did we have in first season? He was doing, like, street-level crime stuff. Second season was uh, a lot more, like, uh, you know, augmented humans and stuff like that. Third season was, like, ninjas and shit like that, like, very sort of mystical bent to it yeah. and then fourth season just went straight up magic and then to, they brought us back with like you know hey here's a thug gangster type guy yeah. and he's brutal and he's violent and he makes a name in that way but there's nothing about him that's otherworldly no
0: why do you, he's not superhuman why do you think they called him tobias way or tobias church instead of going with tobias whale
1: this is this based on an actual character? Well, yeah,
0: Tob- yeah, Tobias Whale is their, uh, you know, for all the times that DC, or Marvel's ripped off DC over the years, uh, DC did it to them for a change with Tobias Whale, and he was their like, guy that, they made fun of Kingpin, basically, in the character.
1: I was going to ask, is that the Kingpin? Yeah, they,
0: they made fun of the character design on Kingpin with Tobias Whale, where he's this like, box-like guy, and then they just gave him this like, weird head, and started calling him Tobias Whale. And, but he's obviously supposed to be a beast, much like in real life Chad Coleman is, because he's a, you know, just a massive human being, and was a charisma monster during this show, and was fantastic, and I was sad to see him go in that one episode. Yeah. And they referred to him as Tobias for the first little bit, and I, like, kept going, oh my god, is he Tobias Whale? Because he's this gangster, and he's this massive human being. And then they started calling him Tobias Church, and I was just like, well, that's a little disappointing, (laughs) but... I don't, yeah. know. I, uh, I, I, I
1: don't know. I don't
0: know. But like, yeah, I, I just I was sad to see him go, and I was just I was. I wonder what their reason is for not calling him Tobias Whale. I mean, I guess they can use him down the line, but. Uh,
1: it seems unlikely, yeah. though. I don't know. I, I, I have no idea. Yeah, it
0: it's just would have been. I just thought that was strange. It was just... I was gonna
1: say it's not because the name's too silly because they've definitely done sillier.
0: Exactly, exactly. And
1: you know, Alderman Blood. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry, you can trust me. My name is Blood. Yeah. Exactly. Um.
0: Sure, are you, you sure? Um. Adrian Chase has showed up as the vigilante.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah. And... Sorry, it took took second.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Like they, they, so. They're basically they're doing the Adrian Chase vi- uh, version of the vigilante because we've had vigilante running around shooting people in his uh paintball looking outfit and yeah i
1: was trying to look up if that was somebody and I, i couldn't get a clear answer because vigilante as you can imagine is a pretty broad term
0: well it's not only that but like there have been several vigilante characters who have had the the vigilante mantle throughout the history of DC's run as just.
1: It also took me a while to even realize that yeah. when they referred to him as vigilante, they weren't just referring to him as a vigilante. vigilante.
0: Yeah,
1: that is, just, the... that, you know, it's a it's a proper noun. Yeah,
0: the vigilante <laughs> and vigilante. Uh, most people. Of this generation, I would say, recognize Vigilante from Justice League Unlimited. He was the cowboy guy that always had to rag over his face, right?
1: Yeah, and then that's where I was getting confused. Yeah,
0: but other versions of Vigilante have used... And the Adrian Chase version of Vigilante... And Adrian Chase is the, also the DA who's, you know, helping...
1: Uh, uh, okay, great. I was wondering if he yeah. was someone. <laughs> so Yeah, the, yeah, okay. that guy,
0: the, D, the DA who's been helping uh, Oliver as the mayor... Is later yeah. going to be like they're going to take the mask off and it's going to be him because his name is Adrian Chase. So I assume. I have a later.
1: feeling. I'm like yeah. this guy's too good looking, and it was also they have had that like intimidating uh, interrogation yes. scene with him. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah he's,
0: he's going to end up
1: Adrian. being somebody, but they played it much cooler than they did with Councilman Blood.
0: Yeah, because the Adrian Chase the like Adrian Chase version of the vigilante character looks like not not as much. Uh, With, like, the military stuff on him, but, like, the ski mask with the Cyclops looking,
1: uh... Well, yeah, like, he had this, like, hood, and I'm like, man, he looks like Uncanny Cyclops. Yeah,
0: that's the, that's the uh, version of Vigil... That's, I think Adrian Chase is the second Vigilante, because Greg Saunders is the original Vigilante. That's the Vigilante that looks like... Cowboy. Yeah, the Cowboy uh, Vigilante, and then there were a bunch of other, there's, like, two or three other guys that that have that but the the most uh recognized are the adrian chase and the and the greg saunders one um but yeah the adrian chase one has that like cyclops looking goggles and and the ski mask but in the comic he's got more of a comic book outfit than this version that they've done where he's it's very it's very much more tactical military type look to it but yeah he's been running around shooting people and that's been a lot of fun
1: (laughs) (laughs) this is a great old time yeah they, uh, and if not for uh, Barry's intervention, would have killed John and Oliver.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's so true. that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, they brought never in, take a
1: moment to acknowledge that.
0: <laughs> they brought in Christopher Chance, the human target. That was a lot of fun. I was like,
1: that oh. was that was great. I was like, good <laughs> lord,
0: the human target. And then it was played by, uh, oh, what's his face from who, who is it, who played Nuke in. Uh,
1: Jessica Jones. And
0: Jessica Jones, yeah. What was yeah, name?
1: yeah. I don't remember his name. uh
0: Will Travel or travel Not sure how you pronounce his last name, but like, yeah, he was fun in that episode, of, <laughs> and he's now another guy who walks between two worlds, right? So. Uh,
1: yep. I was say just like, like Neil <laughs> McDonough.
0: Yep. Uh, he was a lot of fun, and that actually I think was my favorite moment in the flashback that didn't include Dolph Lundgren when. Uh, Oliver was about to get killed And then he saved him and ripped the mask off And was like, stay alive, buddy, and then left And I was like, oh, that was a lot of fun right?
1: <laughs> Yep um, That was, that was. I enjoyed that Especially because we got the uh, it, it was a stupid joke, but I laughed When Felicity like, put the Oliver mask on Was like, you have failed this city yes. <laughs> And Oliver just like rolls his eyes
0: The other one Was the episode uh, With uh, Cody Rhodes As, um uh, basically as uh the zombie guy that he fought like who, who couldn't feel pain and stuff like that yeah yeah um cody rose was... and like cause the drug they used was called stardust right cody Rhodes is is a wrestler in real life miller he was the wrestler that Stephen amell fought in that at that one pay-per-view
1: Oh yeah, a couple years back, they're like the like UFC. And,
0: <laughs> no, I was in the WWE. Like he was a wrestler. Oh, and like a WrestleMania thing. Okay. Yeah, his character was called Stardust, and because he's his his brother.
1: Goldust. Re- yeah, his
0: brother <laughs> in real life is Goldust, <laughs> and he his character was called Stardust, and he had like the Goldust makeup, but he had like a big star on his face, and
1: it's a terrible name for a wrestler. <laughs> and
0: he fought, well, no such thing as a there's no such thing as a bad name if you if you sell the gimmick. It, it, it just works like who would have thought gold dust would have worked right and then it somehow did and yeah uh, he was he was stardust and that was the guy that uh steven amell fought the one time like like i remember stardust punched him and then Stephen amell jumped in the ring it was good times and, and then they eventually fought at a pay-per-view and <laughs> with somebody else you know doing most of the heavy lifting for Stephen amell so that he didn't get oh hurt sure and somebody else yeah, didn't get yeah. hurt but I mean, yeah, but that—that that, that, that's a fun that, cameo. Then, yeah, huh? I was like, boy, that's a fun cameo. I'm like, that is a lot of fun. That that he was just that he got to uh, Stephen Mell got to pay it forward basically, and and uh, for. Yeah. yeah, well, it was
1: like that uh, scene in uh, what was it in Winter Soldier when uh, Cap is fighting uh, George Saint Pierre. George Saint
0: Pierre, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was really good
1: because that was a fun fight scene. They're like, no weapons, we're just going man to man. They're like, fuck yeah. Oh,
0: that's
1: great, um, So, who
0: do you who do you think Prometheus is? It's uh, not well, whoever. It's not whoever. They it's not who is. they're saying it is. Yeah, what, what was it like, Justin Claiborne's bad like illegitimate son or something i was like yeah no (laughs) like that's not who it is
1: i have a terrible guess like it's a left field sort of guess (laughs) this is
0: this is my and now if you listen to part one you know that i i said we were going to put a pin into barry messing with the timeline yeah and the repercussions it might have in arrow so i want you to throw out your
1: (laughs) (laughs) okay so you're on the same page as me then (laughs) you think so I forget the first name of the character, but it's Oliver's dad.
0: (laughs) Oh, you think it's Oliver's dad? Oliver's dad. Interesting, Mm -hmm. because I I think it's Tommy. (laughs) I'm on Team Tommy on this one. There's a lot of the a lot of the arrow stands that are on Team Tommy on on that, and I am.
1: That actually makes a lot of sense. Actually, I like that.
0: (laughs) I am absolutely on Team Tommy. I don't. I don't get like Oliver's dad. I guess makes sense because.
1: It makes less sense than Tommy though.
0: Yeah, true. I think I think Tommy makes sense, right? Because it would be like, oh my God, Laurel's dead. Yeah. And...
1: yeah, you did this to me. You literally ruined this city.
0: Exactly. Yeah, and <laughs> and, and and so on and so on. And now I know you're because it, it has to be someone who. Would know that Oliver Queen is the Arrow, right? Because when he killed Tobias Church. Yes, but
1: like and, and that's arrow. kind of why I go to Oliver's dad too, because he has intimate knowledge of the list and could easily then figure out from the mm-hmm. you know the Hood's activities in season one. This is clearly my son who I gave this list to. Yeah, the motivation isn't as clear as it is with Tommy, but I can you can kind of figure out how he would know everything about him from the get go.
0: Oliver's dad is a good one. Like, it has to be, like, a character that has existed prior to... Uh...
1: Yeah, well, my my immediate knowledge was that, like, scene with uh, Tobias when he, like, busts him out of the, the prison truck right. as he's being taken away but then kills him. And he's like, you know, I can tell you who the Green Arrow is. It's Oliver Queen. My thought yeah. was immediately, I don't know how, but this dude already knows that.
0: <laughs> exactly, yeah. And, and he killed Tobias Church to... He was like, okay, he knows, so I'm going to kill him so he doesn't tell anybody else, right? It, like,
1: exactly. Uh, yeah. It,
0: yeah, that was...
1: This will shut him up.
0: <laughs> exactly. He's like, I know, a little throwing star to the throat out of shut yeah. him up.
1: It's going to be kind of hard to talk with a throwing star on your throat.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, But, like,
0: r- yeah, really, yeah, just a really good season so far.
1: Well, and I like it because as the last possible season where they can have all, like have the flashbacks at all, it makes a lot of sense to have them uh, do this sort of thing now or next season, which is the now you have to pay for the shit that you did five years ago, even though that five years ago is part of this show mm-hmm. which is why I like that they also flash back to the first season. <laughs> when dig is the bodyguard wearing the suit still and they're operating out of the old arrow cave, yeah, which he,
0: he put on the <laughs> season one, the season one suit back on, which is exactly.
1: Great. Yeah. And he had like the grease paint instead of a mask and everything mm-hmm. like that. Like, I'm like, that's awesome. I like that they're flashing back to, because now it's very much like we're doing the, the broadfoot thing, but we also have to kind of the, the theme of the villain, which is very much like what they did with Slade is, specifically tied to Mm -hmm. the events that happened exactly five years ago so year two on the island has to make up has to be related to what's happening on year two off the island Mm -hmm. and they did it sort of similarly going forward like they had the the sort of you know he's in china and he ends up fighting like you know the the league of shadows and stuff like that who get kind of tied into with like tatsuo and all that Mm -hmm. um and then they did it again. Like they, 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 It's always a thing that they do, which is why I was expecting them to. I was expecting this sort of thing to come next season when they ran out of we can't flash back to five years ago and have it be when he was on the island. But we can flash back to five years ago and have it be when he was a serial killer in Starling City. Mm-hmm. Right? That makes sense.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, it's,
1: it's, and they're doing it now, which is interesting. And it kind of makes me wonder what they're going to do next season. But uh, yeah. I, I'm into it.
0: Oh yeah, it, it's been great. It, this has been such a watch. I, like I honestly would say, if you're ranking them right now, uh oh, <laughs> just out of these four, and this is just a these are just preliminary rankings. I would just say that I I, I think Arrow's been the second best show this ser- this season.
1: Oh okay, I thought you meant you were going to rank Arrow seasons. Oh
0: god, no, ranking it. Well, the thing is, like that season two was a masterpiece. That was a goddamn masterpiece with. Uh, Deathstroke, Deathstroke and that whole yeah. story and like Deathstroke killed his mom and there were real stakes when when the shit went down in that in that uh, episode and and like they kept you guessing and and Black Canary got introduced and it, it all led to to a very satisfying conclusion and it, it's just that yeah that season two was just so good I don't think they'll ever be able to top that but
1: plus we got the uh, we got the recurring character of Royce hoodie <laughs>
0: yeah that's true. <laughs> Um, what do you make of the little cliffhanger we got at the end of the last episode of Arrow?
1: Uh, well, <laughs> it's not Flashpoint nonsense.
0: No, you don't be, think
1: so? Be, be, well, no, because if it was Flashpoint nonsense, then they would already have known that she never died, right? Mm-hmm. True. <laughs> like they, they wouldn't be like, oh, she's back. They would be like, oh, she never died. Mm-hmm. Uh, which makes me wonder what exactly kind of nonsense it is. <laughs> yeah. Like, is And she... makes me wonder if it's just a complete fake out like if it is Mm -hmm. like someone transformed or someone in disguise or 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 i
0: I, or something and
1: eh. yeah i mean they they've i want to give them the benefit of the doubt because i want it to be awesome and i always want there to be a black canary because i love black canary um but i i've been hurt by these kind of season Mm -hmm. Like mid-season break fakeouts before, so you right? you Got
0: your guard up, is what you're saying. <laughs> I
1: do because last season, yeah. the season, the season, and the mid-season break was Felicity getting gunned down and paralyzed, and they had that solved in an episode and a half. Yeah, <laughs>
0: she she was no longer so. Yeah.
1: Which and at the time, I thought it was brilliant because yeah. I thought they were going to do the Oracle thing with her, mm-hmm. and they sort of played uh, on that and for a little while, and I thought that they were going to. Um, you know, because there was the scene that we had previously where they had, like, the flash-forward of, you know her and Oliver at the graveyard and we know that someone's going to be dead within six months and she's in the limo but she's sitting down mm-hmm. and we didn't think anything of it at the time until she was paralyzed and they were like oh well that's why she's not outstanding mm-hmm. at the grave with them like it made it made a lot of sense and I thought it was actually pretty well done mm-hmm. but until we came back in like two episodes later that you know she got her walking back just in time to walk out on Oliver yeah <laughs> that was a ridiculous scene that was
0: terrible <laughs> and Emily Bettrucker his legs are way too muscular in order for to believe that she was ever in a wheelchair
1: um well but to be fair she was in a wheelchair for literally like three weeks True.
0: Yeah. within
1: in, in canon so like i mean <laughs> that I'll, was, I'll concede that point
0: that was a lot of fun though when uh she was uh when they did the flashback because you're talking about the flashbacks and you got to see dig back in the suit when he flashed back to when she was just sitting in that room being like tech girl for for oh for, yeah yeah and making Queen all consulting. these terrible
1: excuses for why he needs to look up something that can't be found on the internet exactly yeah it is. <laughs> i'm yeah. like oh good i'm glad they did that at least yeah. because that was the that was probably the fun the, the most fun part of season one mm-hmm. <laughs> which was oliver just coming up with shitty excuses to get a hacker to do something yeah
0: him. so what do you grade in Arrow?
1: Season um five. It, this one's hard for me. Uh, I'm gonna say like seven, five or eight. Really? Um, wow. I like I, I right like now. it a lot, but I've been burned by this show before. Mm. <laughs> um, I, I'm really looking forward to what they do. Like that's not a bad mark or an indictment or anything like that. Mm-hmm, I'm yeah. just I'm too wary at this point. You got your guard there, up, there's a lot of a lot of things with like uh, like the 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 team, the new team. With Evelyn and Renee and Rory that are too up in the air for me to kind of make a judgment on now. Mm-hmm. Um, I also want to see what Quentin's arc turns into, if anything. Yeah, they because really, it will they have, really abandoned will have,
0: that quickly, didn't they?
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. And and that's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of stuff right now that I like, and then it's you know it's getting an above average grade for me. But there's a lot that could happen in like two or three episodes that I could see hating. And I really hope that's not the case, but this show's hurt me before, and you know, I'm trying to be wary of that sort of thing. So I, I'm liking it a lot, but there's some cautious. Yeah. I, I'm cautiously optimistic. Let's yeah. put it that way.
0: All right. I'm, I'm at like a strong nine for this. I think the first half has been fantastic and I hope they keep that momentum going
1: into yeah, that. said, I was going through my watch now because like, like I said, I've had to catch up on like seven weeks of this show over the last week or so. Mm-hmm. Like arrows, the one that I was probably looking forward to the, the most, like, cause I was doing them like, okay, I'm going to watch Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, mm-hmm. but, you know, and then, you know, week by week, like literally as they came out and uh, that was the one where I was always like, man, I can't wait till I get back to Arrow. Yeah. It, so it was, I'll yeah. give it that. Yeah,
0: They've been, they've been very good this year. And, and like I said, I hope they keep that momentum going on the back half of season five. Absolutely. Legends of Tomorrow. Yep. <laughs> been fantastic holy hell i think this has been the best <laughs> of the four i don't know you can like if, if to me if, if we're just going by this season alone i'm ranking the, the way this has gone uh i think legends has had the strongest performance i think arrows had the second and then flash and supergirl now this is i'm i'm, yeah. I'm basically
1: we're, we're arguing between like eight and nine yeah days, i know but, but <laughs> i'm basing
0: and I'm, I'm basing that within this whole just within these four shows because Supergirl's been fantastic. and I was going to
1: say, I'd yeah, you're ranking Supergirl at the bottom. But yeah, you also but, love Supergirl. Exactly.
0: And I look forward to watching all of these shows every time. Like, it's just... It's, like we're getting
1: spoiled this season. We really absolutely are.
0: Absolutely we are. Which is so much fantastic stuff that leaded all the way up to the crossover. Which we will close this podcast out talking about. But, like, just... I mean, Legends just came right out the gate with... The Rip Hunter, is he dead? Or is he not dead? They, they they brought Nate Haywood, the Commander Steele, into the fray. And we went to see the Justice Society. We were jumping around in that first episode. And it's just been fantastic. Like I would argue, of all the episodes they've done so far, and, and each episode has had its own like unique feel to it, I would argue yep. that the worst episode they've had so far is that
1: so, oh, I know exactly which
0: one—the <laughs> uh, Civil War episode, right? Is that? Yeah,
1: you know, I, I messaged you like on Wednesday or some... something like that. I'm like, that is a fucking heavy episode. Wait, yeah,
0: which still <laughs> had some really poignant moments and was very well written and stuff happened. It's just the 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 occurrences in that episode, um, like you could take that episode out and and you wouldn't miss a beat as far as the ongoing plot because i don't think anything occurred other than it's just man this is really heavy and was you know a, a decent jacks episode where, where, where,
1: that, where i was gonna yeah. say that was that was his uh i real episode yeah
0: i guess <laughs> like that, that
1: was ever. that was probably peak jacks that we've had so he, far yeah
0: I, I i would say i would say so but i mean like Man, just right out the gate when you got to see the Justice Society and, and like, friggin' Obsidian was there doing stuff and, and, and Vixen was running around and, fr- uh, you know, T- Rex Tyler, the friggin' hour Man and... and... Stargirl. Star- <laughs> oh, yeah, Stargirl was there. It's just, oh, don't like, don't ever forget about, Star forget Girl, about sir? Stargirl, sir. Yeah, because when, like, they landed at the end of that first episode, it was like, fucking Stargirl! And she's got staff <laughs> and, like... Oh, God. God. Well
1: yeah and me. it was cool because everyone was like Wearing like brown leather and stuff like that And you see this girl like a bright blue <laughs> leotard I'm like whoa what? <laughs> Sorry girl what's she doing here?
0: Oh man Like fuck It's, it's been so good and like the, just the ongoing plot
1: With the villains from the other shows It's been the <sighs> the, the one thing that I'm reserved on The mm-hmm. one thing Yeah. Is that I'm a huge sci-fi nerd, yeah. And time travel has stopped making sense. <laughs> it's oh, too God. ridiculous. It can't. It, like it doesn't. It's it doesn't make any more sense in this show. And the first season, I no. mean, was crazy, but at least you could kind of make a map of it. Mm-hmm. This one's bananas. Oh yeah. And I had to kind of make my peace with that oh, and yeah. enjoy it for what it is. Just
0: ride the ride, baby. Just ride the ride
1: yep and it's, but yes right. because it's it's very much like hey we can get like in the in the most recent episode you know set in the prohibition chicago mm-hmm. <laughs> we had oh god it
0: was so good <laughs> although i would have preferred my al capone to be a little more heavy set than that guy was i thought he was in too good a shape to be al capone i thought i thought we had a guy who you know i see and i have and to say,
1: look this up done. and i meant to look it up that was the last episode i rewatched. i actually finished it like 12 hours ago mm-hmm. But um, I have to look it up because I think the dude who played Capone also played like the sleazy private eye on uh, Veronica Mars, really? <laughs> which is just a fun little like Boy, you know. A, he was very much ball. like big Italian, and that dude was like, "Hey, ma, come on!" Like his mom was his <laughs> assistant and everything. <laughs> oh,
0: that's great.
1: <laughs> and I'm like, oh man, if that is who that was, like, good. Like that's that's a fun pull for like yeah, you know a, this sort a, of sleazy Italian stereotype. Yeah, but that's a good pull. But I mean, like but, uh, yeah, no, that was and that was very much like you know, hey, we got our crew of villains and also here's Malcolm Merwin's. Yeah. <laughs> so why not?
0: <laughs> God, so good and like just following through and just changing the styles throughout throughout the like the episode. God, it must be so much fun for the wardrobe department in this in this show. Oh, just
1: like, for sure. Oh, like right. hey, we got like a we got like a team of like seven main characters and we yeah. get to put them all in different costumes every single episode in yeah. a superhero show. <laughs> Because, like, like you said, the last episode... You like, rarely see them in their actual, like, you know, superhero costumes other than Firestorm. Yeah, and it's
0: like, you go into, you know, like, okay, we're going into 1920s Chicago, so we need some gangster outfits, you know, so we need a lot of trench coats, we need some fedoras, we need a lot of nice suits and stuff with, you yeah. know, with pinstripes. And the next episode, oh, we're heading to feudal Japan, so, like, let's get a lot of kimonos and, and like, samurai gear and outfits, and then, like... Do you your... know
1: what I think might be the standard of the show, actually? And you're, you're, i the two things, and, and wardrobe is definitely one of them, which is a lot of fun, but Sarah's fight choreography yes. is, is looking, like, much better even than it was in first season, or any season of, like, yeah. Arrow, for that matter, like. Yeah. The 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 episode of her and Vixen like fighting back to back in feudal Japan, wearing mm-hmm. the like the kimonos, and they're like Ronin going up against the samurai and shit like that. Like yeah. that
0: was fantastic fights. It was, and it wasn't like jump flippy too either. Right? No, it was
1: was like... no, it was no. It would be super easy to go like mm-hmm. very uh, yeah. crouching tiger sort of yeah motif on it, and they, was, they it.
0: That was the thing. If we could, uh, you know, rewind it a bit to uh, to when we were talking about Arrow, that was one of the main things. Some of the the Arrow fans had problems with was season four. They just did like all the fight scenes were just ridiculous, jump flippy nonsense. Right. And whereas season one of Arrow, the fight scenes were very realistic ish. I want to add that ish to it. Right. Yeah. It
1: wasn't necessarily daredevil.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It wasn't like Arrow. Well, like, like, Stephen Amell and his stunt double weren't jumping around doing like flippy, you know, flippy spins yeah. that are like energy wasting. Why would you do this? Like when you're fighting, it was him like block, like go, uh, blocking a guy and then just busting him in the face, right? And then yeah. that guy would go down because a punch to the nose from a person who knows how to punch would rattle any human being. and, yeah. and Oliver, it stuns you. Yeah, it stuns you, and then Oliver would like grab the guy's head and smash it against the wall, and he'd be out. And the season one fight scenes were very brutal and realistic, and then season four,
1: like watching Power Rangers by it, by yeah, comparison,
0: it was yeah, it was very much like watching the Power Rangers because you'd get a hallway fight scene, there would be like two guys in suits fighting, uh, Speedy and friggin uh black canary because she was still alive and like they'd be like you know doing jump flips off the wall and
1: stuff and it was just yeah like, there was a funny. lot of like, that unfortunately shit. in four season actually now that i think about and it that's a good point five, which is very much like okay well here's another scene of the you know wide shot of the entire gang fighting an entire other gang and it's yeah. like okay well there's not really anything to focus on here and like a lot of people are like like no one is coming out of this with like a cut lip or fucking anything
0: yeah and it's just yeah all this brutal stuff, but they've got so choreography wise, especially on Arrow, and as you mentioned on this legend, it spilled over to this legend show. They've mm-hmm. just it, it's it's looked a lot nicer this season across the board. I would say. Yeah. I um, mean, listen, I mean, we could just go through some of the fun we've been having, and like like we we went to the feudal Japan episode, like you said, and. Yep like we got to find the origin i wasn't
1: of... i've was as soon as i went to feudal japan i rolled my eyes i was not ex- like i'm like oh fuck here we go we have some fucking weeaboo nonsense yeah and that actually ended up being a pretty decent episode mm-hmm.
0: it was very and
1: uh then we like the you know there was the soul that...
0: slayer sword
1: <laughs> yeah which
0: is great that <laughs> which was a lot out. of fun shout yeah. out shout out to katana she's got my yeah. back
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was, I'm like, oh, cool. Like, I didn't think that we were going to rope that in, but, I mean, you know, it turns out it's a small world after all. Yeah, exactly. Uh, there was that. There was the um, the Jonah Hex uh, episode. Oh,
0: my God, with Quint, Quentin, <laughs> Jeff Fahey, the fucking lawnmower man is Quentin Turnbull. I saw that, and I was just like, <laughs> honestly, I was, like, fist pumping in the air. I was like, yes, oh, God, that was so good. And, like, the scene with him and Rory, like, drinking together, and it was just Oh, oh,
1: yeah, man. and Vixen's Gosh. just like, um, I wasn't expecting this. They are getting along. Oh, God, it was so good. Uh, <laughs> the thing is, and I mean, if you told me, like, before Legend started that the person I was going to like on the show most, like, the, the person who's going to be the funniest or the most fun character is Mick Rory. Yeah, <laughs> so, like He just has the crazy eyes at the best times. <laughs> <laughs> like, Dominic Purcell just acts the hell out of that. Like, yeah. he's clearly having fun, right? And they give him all
0: the best one-liners and stuff, too. Which,
1: which, oh which yeah, just never talks about growling. Like he's just <laughs> chewing the scenery in every scene. Fantastic.
0: Oh, God. But yeah, <laughs> like the, jet, the like the the Jonah Hex episode with Jeff Fahey. God, that was so much fun. Like, I, I'm I'm such a Jonah Hex stan though. Right? Like you you give me Jonah Hex and and you know cowboys and and whatnot and i'm just i'm there
1: oh I, just, I mean i can take it or leave it but having having him as someone who knows that like you know time travel happens with the dc universe and he's familiar with uh you know yeah. uh rip hunter and all <laughs> like <laughs> yeah it, you know it, that makes a lot of sense to me and i kind of like that as a conceit mm-hmm. like this might be one of my favorite versions of jonah hex yeah if not my most favorite version of jonah hex mm-hmm uh, which is which was fun because we had a fun arc of him in this episode too because Rip Hunter's not around and now he has to accept uh, Sarah as the leader of the Legends.
0: Yeah, and he found out that you uh, know yeah, yeah it's just the whole stuff because like Quentin Turnbull is his Lex Luthor right and then they had they had him as oh god I just couldn't get over that casting of Jeff Fahey I just oh it was so good he was looking good <laughs> oh man it was good the Jonah Hex episode like. Cause you know they're gonna have Joan Hex show up once a year in Legends for.
1: Uh, oh yeah, no, of course.
0: For the longest time. Uh, heads up alert! Uh, Legends is moving to Tuesdays for some reason. So oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know if that's gonna apply uh, north of the wall up here in uh, Kenyatta, but I guess they're moving it to Tuesday on the CW. It's gonna be, it's gonna air after Flash. Interesting. I guess they just some show they used to have finished and they feel like legends would do
1: better directly back. after flash yeah
0: well not just do better i just think they're they're just thinking hey while well, we got you here we'll just it's just they, oh, need something, they need something to fill what i think they consider to be a premium time slot and then they're they're putting i don't know if that's going to be a permanent thing it's just when we get back legends is going to be on tuesdays as well i didn't like it because i like the, the monday tuesday wednesday thursday thing
1: yeah, that makes sense to me.
0: Of it all, and I, I just felt like the way it, it moved.
1: Well, especially to... when you have these universes that are constantly like kind of crossing over, and, and I mean in subtle ways having things to do with each other. Like it makes sense to have them sequentially like that. Mm-hmm. How do
0: you feel about this Vixen McRory romance we got going on?
1: Oh, is that a thing that's happening? I didn't pick up on that.
0: <laughs> you didn't think so? It's it's it certainly feels like they're because like she's like bringing them bottles of scotch, and and they're always going out for every. They, they they certainly have like a will they won't they thing that is probably not going to end up well for McRory because they got to go she's eventually got to go you know back to the 1940s save right? the hour, man. <laughs> yeah
1: um I don't know I have no response I didn't honestly pick up on it that much interesting wow maybe they. I'm I, the thing is I'm generally okay with no one, and I said this kind of the opposite of this when we were talking Flash on our last uh, on the last part of this, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm kind of okay with no one on this show having any sort of romantic plots other than keeping. Mm-hmm keeping solid what they you know the same way that they keep all history intact like you know i'm okay with the martin stein episodes where he keeps his uh younger self on the straight and narrow yeah. as far as his uh wife goes but i mean that's as much of a romantic plot as i kind of want of the legends and maybe it's because yeah. their stories are so much more complicated as is Mm-hmm.
0: And they can't, uh, like, they're jumping from time port to time port, so
1: you can't really. Well, then that's just it. Like, none of them are, like, exactly. I mean, like, you mm-hmm. know, you can't have. McRory sowing his seed across centuries although
0: I guess Sarah Sarah Lance has technically been doing like the White Canary has technically been doing that kind of of. sorta
1: yeah and I mean like I'm okay with like a thing now and then like there was the episode last season where uh, they had the episode in uh, Soviet Russia where Snart was kind of flirting with that uh, Russian spy yeah Uh, which, I mean, that was fine for the sake of that episode, but, you know, I don't think anyone needs to get in a relationship, like, I guess the only way for them to actually have a relationship is if it's with someone on their crew or someone that they have back home. Yeah. Otherwise, they're just like, kind of, hey, we can, you know, I can kiss this broad from, you know, 15th century, and, you know, you know, Sarah can diddle the queen in the first episode (laughs) and that's basically it right like it doesn't really amount to anything it's just kind of a a a joke for that episode because there's also the thing with uh uh nate and the uh girl in the feudal japan right right yeah Where it's like okay well you know maybe there's something here maybe there isn't i guess we'll never know because sorry baby my home planet needs me
0: yeah (laughs)
1: you know
0: because they you bring up a good point because season one was kind of Based around that whole concept of of crew members sucking up because unfortunately it was fucking Hawkman and Hawk Girl who are,
1: well yeah, two of the worst and
0: properties mean, DC has
1: because that was already a thing. Like the thing is, is Cisco was on uh, Legends because he dated Kendra immediately, right? Yeah, <laughs> and then broke up with her basically in that first crossover episode, like when they did the uh, Vandal Savage thing before Legends existed. Yep. Um, and then you know, legends became a thing, and Kendra's like, well you know, I got to go off and save the day. I got to be abducted by Rip Hunter now." Yeah. Uh, and you know, Hawkman was there, and it was a whole. I'm destined to be with him, but also I love Ray, and I'm gonna be stuck with him for five years in the past, mm-hmm. which I thought was a fun gimmick that they kind of ultimately didn't do much with. Like, it's always got to be within the crew to mean anything, and I don't see a whole lot of chemistry other than like bro out between the crew members at this point, honestly. Yeah,
0: because you made me realize, actually, for the first time that you can't actually have... Because normally, I'm a, when they do shows like this, it's always like they're... I mean, because they always did it on Star Trek, right? Star Trek, it was always like, we've got a crew of, you know, a mix of male and female characters. Yeah. And, you know, some of them are obviously going to find romance and you're going to get you know, you're going to get the people of the internet shipping this and shipping that, right?
1: Well, sure, and there are major and minor characters, Mm -hmm. and there's, like, a ton of people that are kind of generally in one area because it's space and you can't just leave whenever you want, Mm -hmm. right? So,
0: yeah, basically they've got the Mick Rory Vixen thing that seems to be happening right now, but other than that, let's say Vixen's not there. All the crew members are males except for Sarah, Sarah Lance, weird. who is a lesbian. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. well, and that's just it. Like, if 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 it comes down to that sort of thing, I'd be much more interested in like a Vixen Sarah romance. <laughs> but I don't see Vixen having a romance with anyone other than Rex. Yeah. So well, I just, don't see a relationship like... happening anywhere unless it turns out that one of the other crew members was secretly, you know, gay the whole time and but again that doesn't seem to be the case at all. No. Like, we don't have any really definitive way except for some chemistry that he might have had uh, with a Japanese girl that Nate might have, right? I mean, as far as we know, he's bisexual. I mean, it's hard to tell. And the thing is, and the thing that I like a lot about these shows is that they don't generally play that sort of thing up. Like it's it's whenever it's put there, it's not doesn't feel like it's put there for a reason. It feels like it's just supposed to be a natural part of the world because it is a natural part of the world, right? Absolutely. And and that's why I kinda liked it in Supergirl because they showed that side of it too. But I mean there was a scene and we can go back quickly to uh Arrow where, you know, the whole sort of last episode had this subplot of, you know, uh Curtis having to reveal that he was a vigilante to his to his husband. Right. And the sort of follow-up that comes from that and, it, and it's interesting because we don't I mean we've had the sort of relationship the the thing before where you know person a finds out that their partner B is a vigilante and now they have to deal with the the repercussions of that but it's never been the situation for like a main character necessarily and I think for better and worse or worse uh, Sarah Lance is our main character of the show now.
0: Oh, absolutely. Well, because in the first episode, when they were, like, deciding on who the captain is, they're like, who's going to be our captain? And I was just like, the
1: white canary? Is this even a debate? <laughs> well, like, and that was just, too, because i to like, and that was the first thing, too, because I'm like, I know how CW does, right? They, yeah. they play down these explanations, so they're like, oh, well, yeah, who's going to be our captain? Oh, the old white man. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, well, probably not. <laughs> yeah. No, the gay woman. <laughs> and it was
0: yeah but it was it was just like but not only that but like i didn't even think about it, but they were having that conversation of well rip's gone who's going to be our captain and i was like um, Sarah, is this even a debate? None of you are, <laughs> uh, excuse <it's> like, me. <laughs> None of you have leadership properties. <laughs> like, that would be me, right? And then they were like, Martin Stein? And I was like, Martin Stein? That guy can never make a decision, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, And then yeah. they, they immediately do that, where he's like, we have to analyze the situation. And I'm like, no! <laughs> like, so that's the opposite
1: of what we have to <laughs> exactly. do. Exactly,
0: you gotta, you gotta, this is a gut decision here.
1: I mean, I don't think he's the worst choice, but he's certainly not the best.
0: No, but like, well, there was only one choice in my mind, because <laughs> the rest yeah. of them are just unfair fit as leaders um did we ever get an explanation as to why there were zombies running around during the civil war uh, did they exp- I, I'm not sure if they explained. Yeah,
1: they did. It was did the cold they, open. Yeah.
0: Was it? Well, no. All. What was the cold? Not, open?
1: not really. It was like someone. It was like another time traveler or like a time pirate or something had like zombie virus and crash landed in the Civil War era. Oh, okay. And then infected all the all the Union soldiers or the Confederacy soldiers that uh discovered his ship.
0: Alright, I, I just, I never, like, I was racking my brain trying to figure
1: but, out. But, you know, who knows where the fuck he got it from, and, and maybe there's, like, an episode in the future where, you yeah. know, fucking, I don't know, Eobard Thawne gives this guy a zombie virus and puts him into a shuttle That's and launches him, like, yeah, like, you know, who knows, maybe we'll get an explanation three episodes from now yeah. to time travel. <laughs> oh, crazy. Maybe, yeah. I don't think that we will, I think that will ultimately be a throwaway plot, but, you know,
0: they who the, the fuck knows,
1: there's time travel. Yeah.
0: They name-dropped the Spirit of Destiny in the last episode. That was a lot of fun. That was a moment where I was like...
1: <laughs> is that a thing that's been in comics before? Or is Are we just supposed to get that on its religious sort of connotations?
0: No, I, but the Spirit of Destiny's been a thing in DC for, like... They had an entire arc uh, f- a few years ago.
1: Uh, oh, okay.
0: It revolved it's around... Like
1: 52 the, stuff?
0: No, it wasn't even New 52. It was just, like, the... the it, it, like obviously, it has the same thing where it's it's the uh, you know it, it it's the spear that pierced Christ and stuff, but it has uh, you're able to control people's minds with it in the DC universe and and
1: oh Loki pokey stick
0: yeah it's it's basically <laughs> where they got the Loki pokey stick from right and, and but like basically stop the, me if you've heard this one though. yeah but basically the like the, yeah the like the holder of it you know uses it which is why people were bugging out when uh, in, in bbs that uh, sp- uh oh batman, the yeah, spear. Ba- yeah batman was fighting superman with the spear with kryptonite on the end where they were like is that a you know uh
1: a nod <laughs> uh, spear
0: of destiny thing because that was another thing that bbs needed right was another reference to a a, a viciously long comic yeah. run with to a action. thing that never gets explained by yeah, anything just fucking hell <laughs>
1: Um, <laughs> some more tangled knots, some more loose ends. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh, but yeah, they, yeah, they 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 name checked the spirit of destiny at the end, which should, should be a lot of fun. And and we got to see Rip Hunter. You knew you knew he was, uh, you knew it. You knew he was gone, but you knew it was it wasn't going to be for very long, right?
1: Yeah, I, I feel like this show. Yeah, and I, I, I like the shot of him as like this is like bedraggled seventies director. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like know. is that Rip Hunter? I can't even tell. He looks rough. Yeah. He had the long hair. Oh, it was good. I was just yeah, but uh, we, we were talking about how, like, you know, it feels like when they redid, they, when they do it in the new episode, sorry, the new season of Arrow, how they're kind of listening to a lot of, like, fan opinion and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The one oh. good thing that they saved <laughs> was it's always fun to see Damien Dark.
0: <laughs> oh, Yeah.
1: And seeing him in all those costume changes, seeing Damian Dark in Miami Vice. Yes,
0: oh god, he had the rolled up <laughs> sleeves with the pastel, looking like Don Johnson. Yeah, like
1: the yeah, the, the oh. powder blue T-shirt over like under like the white sport jacket.
0: Oh god, that was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, for for everything they did bad in season four, uh, friggin' uh, Neil McDonough okay. as Damian Dark was not one of them. He was the best. Oh. He was the best part of that horrible season four by a country yeah, model. Yeah,
1: and that's why I'm super happy. Like, you know, yeah. hey, we've got Reverse Flash. We've got fucking the most charismatic guy in season four of Arrow here. Yeah. Just, <laughs> like, that's yeah. Oh,
0: God.
1: I, and then, yeah. you know, we have, him like, the, there was the one joke that he made in, like, the uh, the, the scene where he's, like, confronting con- uh, Capone's gang in the 20s episode. Yeah. And then, like, throw like, you know, the Flash is just like, don't worry, I got it. And, like, like, just destroys his gang. Yeah. And he's like, like th- I thought it was clear. I thought I thought I offered to help him. <laughs> yeah. Like, was I
0: not clear about that? Yeah, was i not clear. I
1: said we were on your side. Oh
0: god. Oh so good. So what are you what are you grading Legends of Tomorrow? Uh,
1: season two. It's silly as hell, but I want to keep seeing more. I'm giving this one an eight five.
0: <laughs> really? I'm at like a strong nine, nine and a half for this. I think
1: like the the, the the my the dissonance that I have with it is that the part of my mind that wants to make sense of time travel True, is Yeah just frustrated the entire time i'm
0: watching yeah that's that's the difference between you and me because you know me and i just i hate 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 time travel as a device because every time you try to go to time travel You just, you fuck it up. It just leaves so many threads, like the butterfly effect. And in this show, they fuck it up so much that I just, I'm like, I don't even care anymore. (laughs) I'm just like, it's like, cause like, that was the thing. Like, like, remember Heroes? Remember that show? Remember
1: Heroes? (laughs) Uh,
0: Let's flashback. Yeah, let's flashback. (laughs) Actually,
1: speaking of that, what's his name is on Flash? (laughs) this season? Matt (laughs) Parkman.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. Matt Parkman was in two episodes. He was in like, he was, uh. A cop in the one episode, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah, is. yeah. The Killer Frost episode.
0: Yeah, and he's in Star Wars now too. Crazy. Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> I assume he's Porkins' son. Uh, <laughs> Dang. <laughs> Shots fired.
1: <laughs> well, good on Porkins getting laid at least once. Yeah. It's
0: like, well, as long as before I'm, he blew it up. While I'm here launching boulders in my glass house. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I've completely lost my train of thought.
1: <laughs> Sorry.
0: Yeah,
1: um, uh, you were talking about something about heroes. <laughs> well, just
0: just remember heroes and how they did the time travel oh, stuff. the time and they, just, thing, they just yeah. fucked it up so badly, and they were just like, they they created multiple timelines, but didn't address it and stuff, and it was just dumb. So for them to do it in Flash and separately have the, another show like be their premise, I'm just like, I, I've just I I I've gone to that that part of my brain that worries about that shit and I just hit the off switch Uh because it'll kill me. And I just... You know me. I've always hated time travel as a device because you just... It's so easy to fuck up and it just leaves so many like, well, what if this happened? What if that happened? And I... You just got to turn I, it off, but you're right. Like, I like it as own. a
1: device, but I like it as a limited device and to do it multiple yeah. times. An episode is just mind boggling for me in a way that I'm struggling to keep up with. Yeah. And I think that's my issue. Cause,
0: cause like, Legends, is, like the, the scene when like the very first episode, when they were like, when, uh, Nate Haywood shows up and he's like, there's all these time aberrations. I think I know where everybody is trapped throughout time or whatever, as he's trying to help Oliver Queen. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and uh freaking sarah was in like the middle of the 1600s or i think it was the 1600s anyway during like the salem witch trials and uh
1: right yeah yeah and the
0: two guys and and uh Firestorm guys were in like medieval times and they were like, you know, pretending to be magicians <laughs> with their phone and that somehow maintained power for the years that they were in like
1: Yeah, yeah that's right.
0: In time, like just that whole that whole sequence of <laughs> And
1: Ray's life. like a caveman, like being chased by dinosaurs.
0: Y- yeah, true. He's like, Oh thank God you're here. I was <laughs> like, like get eaten by his like
1: Tyrannosaurus. Which is funny because yeah. no one would survive like Ray would never <laughs>
0: No, he would have been killed very quickly. (laughs) Oh, but yeah, it's just, man, Legends has been a lot of fun, and I I hope they keep it up.
1: Um, Yeah, yeah, what I'm getting at is I just like the, you know, like, watching, like, Star Trek TNG, where there was, like, maybe five time travel-related episodes ever, but because they were so Mm self-contained, and, uh, you know, all the threads would be resolved by the end of, at most, like, a two-part episode, that would be it. And then it would be fine, and then they would move on to the rest of the season, and you wouldn't have to worry about, like, what are the repercussions of this, except for in one circumstance that they play out pretty clearly. Like, there's sort of a flashpoint event in TNG, that has, like, one major repercussion that they notice. That's really it. Yeah,
0: I mean, because they, they, they kind of ignore the butterfly effect. It's the fact that they, they,
1: they do Well, they do rec- it selectively. That's not yeah, the premise it, right? of the show, so they're okay with doing, like, okay, well, here's the one consequence, mm-hmm. and it doesn't really make that big a difference, and let's move on with our lives and whereas you know it's the entire basis of the third season of flash and it's literally the entire plot of every season of legends of tomorrow yeah which tends to get a bit convoluted and i don't mind it necessarily it's just hard for that part of my brain to keep up with
0: and like you said the fact that they selectively do the butterfly effect because like they do the thing where it's like martin stein can go back in time and tell his younger self you know be more attentive to your wife. And then he ends up with a daughter. Yeah, because,
1: stick with your wife, Barrel. <laughs> yeah,
0: open up that stick with your wife, Barrel. And he goes, you know, be more attentive to your wife. And as a result, he ends up, you know, creating a child for himself mm-hmm. that he did previously didn't have. Whereas, you know, Eobard Thawne can go back in time and knock Elliot Ness unconscious and give him, you know, dump him in the river and end up with brain damage. And then the fact that he disappeared for like three days of real time has like no lasting consequence and they're just like oh here's the file you need to bring down al capone and he's like oh cool (laughs) eobar
1: thon time ruiner (laughs) yeah
0: it's basically what it is
1: the time is where you live thon (laughs) maybe be a bit more (laughs) careful
0: so let's get to this crossover we've been teasing it we've been teasing it we're 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 finally going to get to the
1: now, about- I ended up watching at least the uh, Supergirl tie into this a little out of order, which wasn't that big a deal because it was just like the, the leading su-
0: the Supergirl watching that Supergirl episode because I was on the edge of my seat waiting for Barry to show up and like yeah. Supergirl yeah. would be doing her thing and like the portals would keep opening her up.
1: Yeah, and they would look at them, like, very confused, but then no one would comment on
0: Yeah, them. but no one would come out, and it was just like... And, like, there was one moment where it was like she was getting her ass kicked by Cyborg Superman, and then a portal yeah. opened up, and you're like, oh, my God, Barry's just going to run through and punch Cyborg yeah. Superman in run the him face, through. isn't he? And it's going to be He's awesome. It's going to phase the rule. Yeah, and then it never happened. So I like to describe the Supergirl part of uh, of the crossover as when are Do they gonna get balls. when are they gonna get to the fireworks factory <laughs> yeah. right? like that was that was kind of what it was but it was still a good episode because like she was fucking fighting the cyborg superman
1: no like, what, I, what i'm Man. getting at is i think like i was watching all the episodes in order that they came out or so i yeah. thought because i think at one week they probably missed an episode of supergirl you, so wow. i got or, or I got – or or everything else, and I got, like, behind on Supergirl. Well, there
0: were certain weeks where, like, Flash, if you watched it in real time, like, Flash skipped like, – like, um Flash – there was a week where the other three shows aired, but Flash didn't because that was the night of the election, right? Like Right, was, yeah. It's so, all
1: – Yeah, so, that's right. right. And what I'm getting at is I think things got out of order at some point, and obviously they did because I watched, like, the Flash episode of the crossover, Arrow, Legend of Tomorrow, and then I saw the episode of Supergirl where it had the lead into it. yeah. So I'm like, oh, I know exactly what this is. I'm doing this out of order. That's what it is. Yeah,
0: And and, and so, yeah, they're just random weeks where, like, they missed an episode because of whatever, right? Like. But God. it's like,
1: to be continued on Flash. I'm like, yeah, but I already saw that.
0: And a couple of weeks, I don't think they aired the show because the World Series was going on, and they're like, we're just not competing against the World Series, right? So yeah. for, for ratings. Yeah, yeah, I, so. I had
1: my list of episodes to watch, and I think I missed a, a couple things, but mm-hmm. that's okay. It all made sense to me still. So then... We,
0: we slid it, but I mean the fact that they used the Dominators, which was cool as hell. The Dominators were uh, this old. Um... I think the, Dominators well, the thing
1: were... is, I think they had said like beforehand, like it's going to be some sort of alien event. Mm-hmm. And my thought was that it was going to be the Thanagarians because they kind of teased that in the uh, last episode, in like the last season of uh, Legends, right?
0: <laughs> yes, Cause I. But I think the Dominators were created in the '60s, but they didn't really come into prominence until there was a big uh invasion crossover similar to what they did in the show in the uh in dc in the in the 80s in the late 80s they they wrote a, a big event called the invasion where the dominators showed up tried to take over earth and everybody um across the dc universe had to band together to stop the alien threat um, yeah. much like in uh the first independence day type of a thing right sure yep but the dominators uh of all people, the guy who gave them their cool design with like the yellow skin and the red face and the red circle on their face was Todd McFarlane Miller. No, yeah, <laughs> why do you say no? McFarlane's a great artist, just not a great writer I would say
1: yeah you know what that's fair yeah
0: like he's always been a great artist like his Spider-Man like a lot of his Spider-Man stuff is some of the best Uh Spider-Man stuff that's ever existed but like I know have
1: you ever heard the phrase Edge Lord
0: yeah absolutely I get it that's kind of the
1: impression I have from Todd McVarlane
0: he he is a little yeah like that's not inaccurate but uh, like his design like those Dominator designs are really cool and the fact that they went with it for this show I just thought was cool as hell
1: yeah, that's fun. I get it. That's that's cool.
0: And like, the, just the fact across the whole crossover, the fact that everybody across every one of the shows, yeah, be they minor or not, everybody got to have their moment, right?
1: Yes, they did. I was actually very surprised. <laughs>
0: It just yeah like yeah everybody just got to have something where they got to be well
1: uh, and it like... felt like an episode of each of their shows right because mm-hmm. like the the flash episode felt like an episode of flash because yeah. it focused more on Barry on and Barry. Cisco yeah, and absolutely. Caitlin and I mean there were other characters in them like we got a lot of Oliver in all the episodes and stuff like that you know but um, it focused on them like the, the the characters who were more minor let's put it that way mm-hmm. uh, like wally and hr got their moment in the flash episode yeah and in the arrow episode is where we focus more on like thea and And we all the all the back characters who may or may not still be alive (laughs) Yeah, because you
0: got to see tommy there and there was that really bad cgi version of uh colton haywood where I don't know what they did. Or yeah, remember, that didn't look just,
1: like, like him. Colton
0: Haynes. No, his neck was yep. disappearing. It was like I, I remind. Like I saw that, and I immediately thought of.
1: uh like he had two jaws.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it looked. I immediately thought of like Steve Buscemi's line in Armageddon, where he says to the guy in the strip club, he goes, he throws the stack of money at him and goes, "Here, why don't you go buy yourself a neck?" And it was just like, oh my god. Like, it just oh it's insane yeah i don't know why they couldn't have been like hey colton i don't know what you're doing but can you come in and take a couple stills for us real quick so like, <laughs> like i'm like we hate to bother you but would you mind uh would you come and collect a check and we'll like snap a couple photos while we're here so deliver just, or like,
1: half of a line oh, maybe yeah
0: so this doesn't look like shit uh but yeah, and then you got to see Deathstroke back, and they just... And the whole Arrow thing, which was a basically... Oh my a, god, I
1: lost my mind when I realized yeah, what it was, was a going on. I texted you immediately, because that is my favorite episode of Batman the Animated it, Series. It,
0: it was a callback to one of the greatest episodes of Batman the Animated Series, of which there are many. And the episode in question is Perchance to Dream, where when you wake up, Bruce Wayne basically has the perfect life that he... he wanted and uh you know his parents are alive and i think he's married to selena kyle but he's trying to figure out why because he's still the batman he's trying to figure out why all this is happening and then at the end he's he yeah,
1: almost almost like panel for panel because there yeah. is a scene where he's like walking down gotham with like his parents as an adult and then they get mugged and he's like oh fuck, here we go again and then he gets saved by the batman <laughs> yeah and he's like "The oh, fuck <laughs> yeah
0: and it was just like oh god yeah Man it was, it was such a brilliant reference To one of the best And then it, like At the end of the episode You realize that um, Bruce has been You know Somehow knocked out And trapped in this thing yeah, By the Mad Hatter Trapped in a dream
1: By the Mad Hatter yeah. And like the
0: Mad Hatter Had probably the greatest line In the entire series When he goes Like Like Bruce looks at him And goes why Or yeah. like Batman looks at him And goes why And he goes You have the gall to ask me that He goes I hate you so much I was willing to give you Everything you wanted in life Just to keep you out of mine And it was just like
1: yeah. Oh,
0: like it was just such a good lo- like. uh I wonder if, I'm gonna look up "Perchance the Dream." You riff for a little bit because I wanna
1: uh, <laughs> riff for a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Or, or like, like, uh, ah, no, but it was it was a great effect that they had, and it had those cool flashbacks too. Because every time someone said something to one of the five that was in there, that was kind of a trigger for them. They ended up having these these cool like technological glitch sort of flashbacks to events that had something to do with it. Like there was a scene where Thea's talking to Malcolm Merlin and they had have some throwaway line of like, your father would be proud. And there's these scenes of uh, like Ray realizing that he was supposed to be like this tech mogul and he wasn't supposed to be engaged to Felicity and, and dig realizing that he's not supposed to be the green arrow. He's supposed to be Spartan and have a kid and a family and all this stuff. It, there was a lot of rad shit happening in that. It, it felt very good.
0: Laren Bright and Michael Reeves wrote that "Perchance to Dream" episode. I was wondering if that was a Deanie episode, but it, it, yeah. well, Kudos I wouldn't be surprised. Props yeah. to those two because that was a fantastic episode of Batman. That was like last, I think that was the last episode of the first season because, like, that was one of those. That was back when like seasons of television shows were like 30 episodes long
1: <laughs> so, yeah because right. everything was syndicated from the get-go right so right, it's like okay yeah. well we just you know we have to break this anomaly into seasons but here's 100 episodes of this show
0: yeah just man that was a really good episode and and just like the arrow version of it was fantastic like when they got to have the uh the showdown with all of the bad guys from the past episodes right and, and like uh you know Mount yeah and,
1: and it was all like Star thematically could, done right yes. because everyone had their own villains <laughs> That because was a, like because like you know John as Spartan was like you know fighting his brother as mm-hmm. like one of the ghosts and yeah. then Ollie was fighting uh, Deathstroke I think yeah and uh, you know Sarah or, uh, Sarah was fighting Damian Dark and yeah. he was fighting Merlin uh, Malcolm Malcolm, Malcolm Merlin. Merlin, <laughs> Merlin
0: Merlin Malcolm Malcolm Merlin
1: we've been podcasting for a few hours <laughs> <laughs> but like man.
0: Fuck. That was the best episode of the crossover. That was the Arrow. Episode. Absolutely, that, that was, was actually fun. the hundredth episode of Arrow, by the way. Like, bang so yeah, it would
1: be mid-season five. That's how they do. Yeah, yeah
0: like ba- that was bang on the like the invasion episode, which basically brought everyone who was ever on the show back in some way or form, even you know whether it be in like Tupac hologram form or not. It it was.
1: Well, it's cool, though, because they had the queens there, they had Laurel, and I was expecting, like, I wouldn't. I mean, at that point, we didn't know that Laurel was going to be the cliffhanger in uh, Arrow, but they had, like, this thing where it's like, oh, you know, Dinah, Laura Lance and Oliver Queen are getting married as, you know, as it should be. Uh, (laughs) And Felicity Felicity is someone he's never heard of. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, God. It was. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah that was that was rad and then the and for that to be that for that to be the 100th episode that's really cool too yeah that was
0: fantastic
1: i I don't want it to go unsaid because Mm -hmm. i also really like the uh, flash episode of the crossover yeah because it was the the dominators they dominate and now the flash and uh green arrow as the only ones who didn't go Mm -hmm. are the ones who have to fight off all the other heroes
0: Yeah, that was... The, yeah, Including so,
1: Supergirl, yeah. who is who uh, we have learned is goddamn unstoppable exactly. when it comes to this group, when she's not fighting other aliens, it turns <laughs> out.
0: Yeah, that was fantastic, too. And they're like, what is that? It's heat vision. She's got heat vision. And then he's like, Does he, is there a power she doesn't have it? or something? Yeah. Like, the episode
1: starts off like in medias res. He's like, well, Mary, you
0: fucked this again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <right. laughs> like, oh, God, it was just, it was so brilliantly done. And, like, has anything like this ever happened on television before? Where, like, four shows have have coexisted to do one big thing like this? Because I know there were, like, I know NBC used to do things like, uh, because what is it, NBC had...
1: I can think of one very bad example.
0: <laughs> what was the very bad example? Because like, uh, <laughs> my example was, I just, I, I'm sorry to interrupt. I was going to say that uh, NBC, uh, back when they had the three highest rated shows on television at the time, Seinfeld, Friends, and ER, yeah. they used to kind of cross those episodes over. and.
1: Yeah, well, there's lots of shows that have crossed over occasionally, but yeah. not, not but that big as this.
0: They did like a thing where there was like, because all three of those shows, I think, take place in New York, right? Uh, so Seinfeld and Friends do. I'm not sure if ER does, but I'm like 90 percent certain. I, ER I don't does. want to
1: say so. Yeah, I've never seen ER on. And there,
0: there was an episode where they all had a blackout. Where like there was a blackout in New York, and like there was that infamous episode of, you know, Friends where they do the bottle episode where they were blacked out, and uh, Chandler gets trapped in the ATM vestibule with Jill Goodiger. And yeah, uh, that's right. I remember that. <laughs> and Seinfeld, uh, there were like. Basically, the blackout happened at the end of Seinfeld because it was supposed to be caused by Kramer. I can't remember what Kramer did. And then, so you finish watching Seinfeld, Kramer causes a blackout, and then you go into Friends, and there's a blackout in Friends. And then I think there was a blackout, a blackout. in progress. Yeah, and then I think there was a blackout in, in ER as, as a result, or something happened. Something that happened in uh, Friends bleeded into ER. And
1: one time... I know there was some minor stuff like that on ABC, too. Yeah. Because I know, like Corey Matthews from Boy Meets World was pen pals with Steve Urkel. Like they've mentioned each other's names occasionally. Yeah,
0: and you know what, Urkel, because they, they did do that. You're right. Because there was the one episode where Urkel built a jetpack, and at the end of uh, the, the end of the episode, he turns the jetpack on, flying through the roof once again, destroying the Winslows' property.
1: Once again. Yeah, Here we go again. He went
0: flying and he landed in San Francisco in the backyard of the Tanners <laughs> and showed up to help uh, showed up to help the the people of Full House because I believe uh one of the girls on Full House had to get gla- this was a total 90s plot line because she had to get glasses and she yeah. was uh you know she's like I'm going to look Which is enough
1: room. of a crisis for an episode. Yeah,
0: exactly, right? Which is enough to build a crisis in in the 90s cuz you know cuz they did that on friggin. uh we actually vote. I think we voted that as the most dated plot on on our one hundredth episode. Oh, think, uh, yeah. Say um, by, by the bell. Yeah, because there was the episode where Jesse was like, "I'm getting glasses," and and <laughs> she says to Zach, "Like, do, do guys like girls with glasses?" And he goes, "No way." No. <laughs> and it was like in and, in and 2016, women use glasses to accessorize their outfits, right? So like
1: yeah like, well like you, i mean living in a post internet wins, you know. age where post, most people spend their life in front of a computer i think it's odd to not wear glasses at this yeah. point
0: and it's also <laughs> most that, people
1: have a vision problem of some kind or another. yeah
0: but it's also just like people use it to, like people buy glasses like yeah, ramp fake glasses to adventure yeah, to fake add to an outfit right? accessorize yeah that was a thing that happened and uh so yeah you're right so there was like a family matters full house crossover that that did happen, but, like, I just, I can't think of one that's happened across four shows like that.
1: No. The, the, I mean, like, the, the ABC sort of contiguous universe was never really a crossover thing. Mm-hmm. All I can really think of is, like, cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue, which I think we've discussed on this podcast. <laughs>
0: yeah, that was great.
1: With the lead in
0: from, from H.W. Bush. <laughs> oh, no,
1: no, that was Reagan, sir.
0: <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it was Bush. I think that was during the Bush administration, because I'm pretty sure I remember Barr...
1: Oh, you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, it was. It was Barbara Bush. Just say no campaign. No. (laughs) Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Good times. Good
1: times. I I can't tell those people.
0: (laughs) But I mean, like, even the Legends episode, like you mentioned, because the Legends episode revolved around them going back in time and they met that agent who
1: yeah you know, was probably. the agent i'm like as yeah. soon as we saw that guy i'm like we're we gonna see a, a past version of him yeah <laughs> and, and
0: like it, it like it revolved around the agent so it was really cool the way they very striker that actually yeah it was really Yeah, cool i got a striker that
1: days that of future past vibe from him
0: yeah, absolutely and uh and yeah and just the way like the, the end fight sequence when they like everybody had to do their thing and they were like well, we've got to get these on everything around the world. Good thing we've got, like, the two fastest people alive to run yeah. around. And, like, so Supergirl's running around and Flash is or running around and, like, just...
1: Yeah, the and the Supergirl they, stops Ollie from falling off of her roof.
0: Yeah, the fact that they've got their big three, which, yeah. you know, they've got their their Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and it's it's Green Arrow, Supergirl, and The Flash, right? Like, they've got their, their big three for their... for, for this... CW for for the. Yeah, which is fun because then
1: like the last ten minutes of the episode, we got to see them all doing like the sort of circle jerk of let's congratulate ourselves, and then all sort of disappear slowly into the night or to another dimension as the case may be, and you know, so we had like the hey let's like me you know Ollie Flash, uh, uh, Sarah and uh, Kara all like you know say our goodbyes to each other.
0: Yeah, and then he gave her that, uh, Cisco gave her that little device where he's like, here, I'm going to give you this little thing so that yeah. we can, you know, cross over again anytime we want. Yeah, and call me, like, beep
1: me if you want to reach me.
0: Yeah, and it was like, woo! <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's neat. Yeah, it was like,
0: cool. cool.
1: Oh, yeah, Hey, if you ever want to cross over again. Yeah, oh, it was great. Very much, yeah, yeah, there was that, and I mean, there was the, you know, the the... The line that I saw coming as soon as I knew, as soon as Supergirl was a show, Mm -hmm. as soon as Supergirl was announced, I'm like, okay, it's on this, like, it's going to be, like, in, well, it's not, not as soon as it was announced, as soon as we knew that, like, there was going to be a crossover with The Flash and they were going to take place in the same universe, I'm like, cool, there's going to be a line occasionally where either Supergirl or Ray Palmer Says that the other one looks like their cousin.
0: Yeah, and then <laughs> it's gonna did, be it's oh. gonna be a
1: nod to Superman Returns. It's yeah. gonna it's gonna happen.
0: Oh, it was, and it happened, and it was. And awesome. it did
1: happen. And it happened in the same uh, you know scene as uh, Felicity's like, wow, I was like looking into a mirror <laughs> <laughs> because like yeah, that makes sense actually. Yeah. Oh God,
0: it's so good. I, I just it, it was
1: it was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, and it a, it just one like, criticism
1: I might have is that it, it didn't feel like the the bad guys had a ton to do there. But I mean, true. Like that's not the point of this crossover. The no. crossover is hey, we've already got to highlight like our fucking like fifteen to twenty main characters. Like <laughs> that's enough. <laughs>
0: Cause like next time you do it, cause well, it's just, as it was happening, cause my, my wife, I was just sitting there and she, she was just like, why can't it all be like this all the time? Right? Like she was just having like so much fun and she, and I was just like, well, babe, if they did it all the time, it
1: you know, Oh, the money, the finger thing means the money.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's not even that. It, it's not even, yeah. So the finger thing means the taxes, but it's not even that. It's just the, the, it, it's more fun when it's like a week long event. Like maybe next year they do it. They do it two weeks right like maybe they increase it so it's like a two-week event yeah well and that's just
1: it it, right like this will probably be it for this season but you know how rad would it be to have you know it's gonna it's gonna happen again next season i imagine all these shows are gonna get renewed i think they're all pretty popular
0: because you have to do the, the thanagar thing right and
1: well, I was even gonna say that. I'm like I mentioned earlier, like you have to do the Thanagar thing. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense because I've already introduced that and kind of played it off like it was nothing. But how you know they could also do the Amazo thing and have it yes. do be just like out of um, you know, and have it take place in Earth 38.
0: Yeah, we're. Uh oh yeah, that'd be a good one where yeah, Mezo shows up and steals Supergirl's powers or something. And,
1: yeah, uh, yeah, and then you know Martian Manhunter's no match for him mon L's no match for him, yeah. Guardian obviously is no match for him, and oh, I need to call in the troops, push the button on my Cisco phone thing, and then yeah. you know suddenly like 38 more heroes appear
0: And not for nothing, but Darkseid's coming to Supergirl eventually right? Ooh and yeah.
1: I mean, I would love it. I love Darkseid. <laughs>
0: yeah, I,
1: Michael, uh, I, Michael
0: Ironside's still alive to do the voice of Darkseid. I'm just saying that so, DCW verse. There you go, Michael Michael Ironside. We've had him in. He's been in one episode of this. He's been in the DCW verse before, so I know you got his phone number, right?
1: Like,
0: yeah, yeah, he's, he's yeah. To play.
1: Yeah, you, my. This is gonna come down to personal preference because I know you're a big Dark Side guy, and don't get me wrong, so am I. But I would sooner see a season based on Brainiac. (laughs) True. Yeah. Because I love Brainiac. Oh,
0: that's
1: true. They got yeah. Especially because they're kind of playing that way anyway. Like they could do that sort of route. I don't know. It would it would be weird to sort of theme a season around either of those, honestly. But crossing being that. I could see season four Supergirl being Dark Side, especially as there is more precedent for her now crossing over dimensions. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that makes sense.
1: Where it'd be like you know something goes wrong or so, you know whatever the, the the it flimsy excuse and she ends up on Apocalypse or you know someone comes from Apocalypse like there's there's certainly a precedent for that sort of thing. Um, I don't know. Especially now, like, we've had episodes of Supergirl that sort of hint at, like, the uh, existence of an intergang. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we haven't done
0: Bruno Mannheim yet, have we? Like, I thought it was, like, there was that one episode of Supergirl where um cadmus gave those guys
1: the. Weapons, they were supplying like, them with super weapons yeah, yeah like that's, like, is that that's straight Manheim? out of Superman, the animated yeah series. and i was
0: like is that gonna be bruno Mannheim and in Gang? and it was not right it was, it was no but so they've,
1: so they've mentioned it before like corbin's been in the series and he yeah. was technically a member of Gang. Mm-hmm. uh like they're kind of going more and more that route and i think now especially as like guardian who is sort of like the street level human type character yeah becomes a thing we could see more of that going forward
0: i'm just saying this because like the female furies have got to show up at some point right and, and we have to have kara versus the furies right like that's that should <laughs> that should be the ultimate goal of this show right
1: yeah that that's the that's the one comic i like and, <laughs> the one where supergirl lands on earth and it gets abducted almost immediately by apocalypse
0: <laughs> yeah and just like you know, and you gotta have like like Kara meet like Big Barda comes through the boom tube, and and it's Kara and Barda versus the freaking, you know like, you know versus Mad Harriet and Stampa and and Whip and Lasher and just
1: well listen somebody's if if
0: Voice and Granny goodness, and it's just all this good shit's
1: happening. If right? The, the order that it makes most sense to me is that we see like Big Barda and Scott Furry show up on this uh, show, yeah. and then and then sort of lead into that later that's the way i see it going if any of that and i assume that you know what that's actually a safe bet yeah i I think that's likely actually (laughs) yeah
0: like at the very least we might not get dark side but i bet we get the furies at the very least
1: yes uh and and possibly even apocalypse in mention at least um but uh i think big bart and scott free would be welcome additions to supergirl actually
0: absolutely it would talking crossovers on the crossover podcast. Yeah. Um, that might be a good
1: place to end it. Yeah. I
0: think that's a good place. Unless you have anything you want to add, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to, cause we've been going at it for a while now. It's,
1: Jesus. Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably time to call it. Uh, so yeah, we'll, uh, catch you later on the crossover podcast. We'll be back doing football picks again later on this week. And, um, little treat for you guys coming up. We got something planned for the weekend. Uh, a little Christmas related, uh, nugget for you guys so uh look for that uh hoping to do that this weekend and hope to have it available for next week's until then kevin miller thanks for coming out
1: absolutely great great to be back
0: back. good to have you back and we'll see you next time on the crossover podcast
1: Crossover.